0: I bet the people at home thought, oh, man, the end of the year's coming up. I bet there's no more atome to talk about. But guess what? They're wrong.
1: Super wrong.
0: Because there's always a tome to talk about.
1: Well, I wish there was more Atome to talk about, but this is what we got right now.
0: We're going to talk about more atome.
1: Yeah, we are.
0: Specifically, Al is going to talk about more atome.
1: Well, you're going to participate.
0: Y- well, yes, but like, I didn't play the game, so like, no. you're going to <laughs> obviously be the one talking about this game.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh hello welcome to this week's episode of the season of Checkup jacob ova it's a podcast where we have conversations about video games anime and manga hello i'm jared joined as always by doc and lady i'm the queen hello. of otome hello i had to, had to get that in there this time or else you would have yelled at me again
1: i would not have yelled at you
0: you yelled at me last time
1: i i <laughs> kindly suggested that you forgot my title
0: you were, no, you were like, "How dare you!" <laughs> Ow! <laughs> That's what I get for for making making it more of a big deal. I injure myself.
1: <laughs> See,
0: it's my own fault there. Uh, yes, you're talking about another Atome game this week. Yes, I am. This is episode 204. I don't know if I said that, but I wanted to make you mention, didn't. so I didn't uh, act like or didn't seem like I forgot because I totally didn't forget. I looked <laughs> it up. Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh man. it tell me.
1: Yes. Um I need you to say the title cuz it's French.
0: Calf and Chant. <laughs> no, no, no. I got you. I got you, buddy. Ho ho ho. Bonjour. Je me perds. <laughs> I don't know how you would We're g- this is g- this is probably not going to be right, but I'm just going to say it anyways because it, I I don't know how you would say Otome in French if there's yeah. a different, like, let's say, like, name for it or anything. We're just going to go with, uh, l- 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 otome is Café Enchanté.
1: There we go.
0: I took four semesters of French and don't remember any of it anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, you just introduced yourself and introduced- I can remember
0: that much. That's about it. <laughs>
1: The Satome that has a French title that you made fun of me for saying it wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, guess it has the accents on it, so it's obviously you got to say it per- correctly, correctly, correctly. <laughs> Cafe Enchanté.
1: Enchanté.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, which that's how they say it in the game. So
0: exactly. Japan um, loves France. Yeah. No, that's like a legitimately a thing. No,
1: I know. Yeah, that's so. I'm agreeing with you. Um. So this game is crazy as a tome tends to do tends to be um so i'm going to read the very quick synopsis here on the website are you ready
0: i love synopses this
1: is gonna boil down the gist of this uh when katone inherits her grandfather's tokyo cafe she discovers the shop holds more secrets than anyone could imagine. The cafe is a meeting spot for beings from multiple mystical worlds. You'll meet the king of demons, a humanoid beast, a fallen angel, and more. And when government agents monitoring non-human activities show up at your door, your new cafe is about to become a lot more colorful. So, yeah. Um, that's where we start our story. Um, you're, you're playing as a uh, Katone Awaki, Awaki, and her dad, her dad. Her grandpa died and uh, sent her a letter and was like, hey, um, you don't have to, but if you want to, you can run my cafe, here's the key, have fun. Uh, so she goes in, she's like, all right, cool, you know, I'll, I'll go check it out, I'll see what this is about, I kind of hate my job right now and, you know um looking looking to get out we'll see what my possibilities are here maybe this is always looking to get out (laughs) might be a nice change of pace for me uh so she goes to the cafe and she's like oh okay you know it's 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 nice it's it's just like i remember when i was a kid um you know i think i could see myself here huh what's this staff only door i don't remember the staff only door what's behind here huh I open this door and there is another door. Why is there another door here? Why does it say closed? Huh. I'm going to switch it to say open.
0: I love to say huh a lot.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, she's kind of confused this whole time. Um, So she switches it to open and immediately this demon king sweeps out of the door and grabs her by the waist and is like in her face and is like, Hello. Hello. Um, and then at the same time, you have, um, a a fallen angel, uh, a, a beast guy, uh, a headless man. Actually, he was a knight at the time, so you didn't know he was headless then, but he was dressed as a knight. Um, he showed up and then you have your, your demon king and they're just like, Hey, what up? You know, it's been a while. Where, where's the old man? She's like, oh, um... He died.
0: He's too busy being in Yakuza 7. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, man. um, And so they're all kind of sad about that because they were all friends with him. and um, So then they're asking, like, oh, hey, well, are you going to keep it open? She's like, I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Uh, we'll see. And so then they start, like, explaining what they are. And that's when we break down of like, oh, hey, I'm a demon king. I'm a fallen angel. I'm a beast man. I'm a fire wolf. Um, oh, ooh. I, I am a, a fairy. Like that, they just break all that down for you. Um.
0: Very casually. <laughs> what was that?
1: You get Maxwell away from the love life figures. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> um. So she's just like, okay, well this is weird. Uh, I need a moment to think about this. I'm going to go to the hotel down the street, and I'm just going to, you know, sit on this overnight. I'm like, okay, okay, just make sure you come back. Uh, so she, she goes and stays at a hotel and is trying to figure out what she wants to do, and is really freaked out by these guys that just appeared out of a door <laughs> in the cafe. Who are you mean you would be,
0: be very okay with that?
1: I mean... <laughs> who knows, man? I don't know how I'd react. Um, so she goes back to the cafe the next day and um, is talking to... Um, I'm going to actually give them names now. Uh, Demon King is Mizir, Mizir Rex? Um, and he's like, oh, hey!
0: It sounds like he's just very French, like, oh, Mizurix. M-I-S-Y-R.
1: Isn't that how you would say it?
0: I guess. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he he's like, Oh, you came back. What what do you think? And um then these guys all show up in suits and they're like, hey.
0: <laughs> and then they, they leave.
1: <laughs> so we heard that uh, you're going to take over this cafe. We can't let you do that, because that gate in the cafe is a gate to other worlds. And that's dangerous for the entire world. So um, we're taking this from you. And she gets confused because she's an Otome protagonist. And um, all the guys are like, no! And so they start fighting the um, I forget what the, the group is called, what are they called? Um, the Government Paranormalism Measures Organization. Um, they... Oh they yes, the GPMA. Organization? Oh, GPMO. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the dudes are like, uh no, these guys suck. We're gonna fight now, so they just get into, like, a big street brawl. So this is um, just a Yakuza game. <laughs> basically, <laughs> this is also where she learns that uh, Canis Espada is headless because he gets, like, punched in the head, and his helmet comes flying off, and his head just, like, goes rolling. She's like, um...
0: Yeah, imagine, um, like, if he got punched in the head, it would be very easy that just to fall off.
1: I mean, like, he doesn't have a... I mean, he... Okay. He does have a head, you just can't see it.
0: Yeah, but still.
1: Yeah. But he did he he lost his head. She's just like um um <laughs> um so the guys are able to uh push them away and uh you also get the uh guy who's in charge of the government paranormal measures or what would you say GPMO? Um he's the one who's in charge of looking over the cafe and he comes up he's like you know, I told them not to do that. Real sorry about that. Um, maybe we should just go in and talk over coffee. That'd be nice. And she's like, oh, you know, I don't know how to make coffee.
0: <laughs> just put all in right. the machine.
1: Time to run a cafe when you don't know how to make coffee. Hey. Um, so they all just kind of like chat, learn who they are. Um, so our, our our beast boy is uh, Ignis Carbunculus? Carbunculus? Um, which, yeah, they just went hard on that one. Uh, like I said, Headless Man is Canis Espada. Uh, Demon Lord is Miseric Rex. Um, you have the Fallen Angel who is Il Fado de Re... Re... Re. Re Re? I don't know how to say that. He just goes by Ill. Um... Yo, this
0: dude's Ill.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, he's super into Adome games. Um, and then, uh, Rindo, who is the uh, human,
0: <laughs> the boring guy,
1: <laughs> he's the 42 year old man, um, the bad goatee. Oh, his goatee's so bad, it's so bad. Um, and you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to be like, oh, okay, 42 year old guy, like he's 10 years older than me. Uh. Um, but no. She's nineteen, so it's a little bit weird. Um, and I say this when all the other guys are like hundreds of years old, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just weird to me. This human's forty-two and going after a nineteen-year-old girl. Go figure. Um, so she's she's still trying to figure out everything. And uh, Mizzir is like, I want to throw you a party as a welcoming thing. You know, you don't you don't have to take the cafe, but I just want to throw a party. And so I need you to leave for a bit. Go get some snacks. I'm gonna set everything up, and then she comes back, and the cafe has become like super enchanted, and there's like a big garden tea party inside. She's like, This is not what it looked like at all. What is this? He's like, Oh, you know, I need use some some magic. made a party uh so they they eat and uh drink and talk about their worlds um so Again, Mizir is uh the, the demon king of the demon world, so he discusses <laughs> that.
0: I'd hope he's the demon king of the demon world, not like some other world.
1: <laughs> uh Candace Espada is from um the fairy world Medio. He is uh he is a fairy, as I mentioned. Um Ill is a fallen angel from Ka Kale? Kale. Um and then Ignis is a firewolf a fire oh. wer- a fire werewolf um from Bestia very creative names here. <laughs> and then you can also talk to Rindo about the GPMO. He's from Earth. He's from Earth.
0: He's <laughs> <laughs> from the human world.
1: <laughs> um So she's just kind of like getting to know these guys. There's one part I just Shot that's hilarious of canis espada he he runs around in his casual attire which is like a white shirt and like a green vest like a puffy green vest
0: it's gotta be comfy
1: yeah i mean you don't you don't want to wear that night outfit all the time exactly and uh she's asking him like hey aren't people gonna think weird things if you go outside because like you know the whole helmet on your head thing and, um, she didn't mention the helmet on the head, she just says, you know, aren't they gonna think that's weird? And he's like, well, I thought I coordinated my attire quite well. Something off? She's like, um, your your head? Your head is off? Literally? There is no head? And he's like, no, I have a head. I have a head, you just can't see it. No worries. Um... You also get to talk to Ill and learn more about his uh, Atome obsession. And his room is great because it has a bunch of the um, like memorabilia from Atome games. So you've got a bunch of Code Realize stuff in his room. Uh, you've got some uh, Collar Cross Malice stuff in his room. You got some that I don't recognize, so that's kind of wild. But um, like, it's pretty funny to look in his room and see all this merch.
0: When you're the one company that makes a lot of Atome games, you can basically pick and choose what you want to throw into your Atome games mm-hmm. license-wise.
1: Basically, yeah. And I love that they're just like, "You know what? This Fallen Angel loves Atome. Just absolutely loves it. He's all We make Atome
0: games, let's just put him in there."
1: And she even asked him at one point like, "Shouldn't you play games where like you play as a guy and pursue ladies?" He's like, "No, like this is what I like. I tried those, I just didn't like them." She's like, "Okay." You do you. Um, just cool. Uh, he also sleeps uh, on a like hammock so that he has more room for the merch. Just funny.
0: Living the life.
1: Living the life. Um, he, he says that that is how he learned about the concept of love. Um, just cute. Um, you end up going like you this is really the like few chapters of getting to know the guys yeah. and this is the common route for every single one um you going shopping at one point with Canis, and um uh, some a lot of people keep talking to him and like she realizes oh hey he's friends with a lot of people that's kind of interesting since he has no head um and like these high school girls come up and it's like, oh, Cannis, you got a girlfriend. She's like, no, 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 <laughs> not the girlfriend. She's like, they're like, oh, why, why don't we take a cute picture of you guys? Why don't you like, you know, make the hand heart together? And um, so they do that at one point And it's great because Canis, um, um, he has a neck flame uh, in place of where his head would be. Mm-hmm. And depending on his emotions, his neck flame changes colors. And so in the My in, neck mood ring. Basically, yeah. Like you can never pretend to be anything else because you're like, oh well, his neck flame turned a different color. Like you said you're not mad, but you're clearly mad. Um but his his uh neck flame turned all like pinky red because he was real excited about the the hand heart thing. <laughs> um You get to like go on a car ride with Rindo at one point so he can talk room ta- good god <laughs> so he could talk to you about the GPMO and uh you you end up meeting um <laughs> uh Akira I- Akira I forget how to pronounce that name second way Akira Akira Yeah Akira Okay, um, he is uh, the R&D director at GPMO, and he has a very childlike appearance, and he has a little stuffed animal thing that he carries around with him. Uh, apparently, he's like 29, so he's kind of got the same situation as me. He's got super baby face. Uh, not explained if like he's actually experimented on himself or anything to make that happen, but um, you know he, he's there. So you get to see a little bit of like the goings on there. Um, you get to uh, you get to meet this other kid named uh, Korea Abe, I think is his name. He's a middle schooler, and he. ...is having issues.
0: <laughs> yes, that sounds like what a middle schooler would be having. Uh,
1: yes, but also his issues are related to the fact that he um, thinks that he's human, but uh, apparently had an ancestor at one point that was a fairy, and he's now, like, regressing into being a fairy, so he's having, like, real bad health issues and also freezes things accidentally. Um, so, he causes issues and, uh, Rindo ends up trying to, like, find him and get stabbed by some icicles and also almost choked because, uh, he just, like, accidentally, like, ices his lungs. Um.
0: Chill out.
1: (laughs) And he's like, we're gonna help you. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take you in so you can get examined, but also, like, if you go back to, like, Medio every once in a while like this will stabilize that'd be a good thing right And he's like so he ends up working part time at your cafe um, so that he can be close enough to the gate that he can not die yeah basically Um, and they're like is it legal for you to hire a middle schooler to work here (laughs) she's like well he's getting paid by not dying
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the loophole
1: yeah basically um so he he finds out that like you know his his grandmother was a fairy and um he was scared that his family that he's with now because he was adopted um where they would reject him if they found out that he was a fairy and they actually are really cool with it and you know he he just does his ice thing Um, uh, which also brings me to the fact that um at one point you go to hang out in bestia and um you end up getting this little seal thing with a horn named Kororo. And um he just yells quew at you a lot. Uh and he ends up getting along very, very well with uh Karya because he likes to be cold and Karya is an ice fairy. So he just like holds on to him while he's at work and he's like, Kew! 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 um, also, headbutts uh, Ignis with the constantly. And they're like, oh, that's how he shows affection to his parents. And Ignis is like, he's headbutting me with a horn. Ow. <laughs> um, but through visiting Bestia, you also learn their Bestia. I don't know how Bestia makes more sense. Uh, you learn that Ignis is like the top dog of there. Like, it's a. Literally.
0: You,
1: yeah, he's a fire wolf. Uh, the Beast World is like a. Very aggressive, everybody wants to fight all the time type environment um and so he's like the number one fighter, but he doesn't kill people. He just attacks them a lot uh and so that makes him unique and in, in the world that he does not actually kill uh he's also always hungry, always hungry um. You go to hang out in the fairy world sometimes and you meet the uh, the queen. Her name is uh, Titania. Titania? I forget what the actual name is.
0: Oh, yes. From Final Fantasy XIV.
1: She's also in Persona. <laughs> um, but she is the fairy Never queen. Never heard of it. <laughs> and um, she cannot leave Medio because she is attached to the world tree. Um... She also has a sibling named uh, Venea, Venea, I don't know how to say these names. I'm just spitballing (laughs) at this point. Um, Which, this character is interesting because for a time in um, in these routes, Katone just calls them, they, or, you know, says them, they pronouns. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Because she says, I don't know what gender they are, so I'm just going to call them them they until I know for sure. Yeah. Um, and then at one point she just asks, she's like, "What gender do you identify as?" And um, and he's like, "I don't really care. Um, but I guess a guy." So um, then she switches to he him pronouns, which is a really nice touch. Like that's pretty cool that she. Like, respects that she does not know and then just asks and then switches to the preferred ones. Like, that, that's a legit thing in me. I appreciated that.
0: Yeah, it's surprising.
1: Um, right. It was very surprising. And, like, it's not played up as a joke or anything. It's just, that's all right, cool. Um, and so, that is the older brother of the fairy queen and also the advisor of Medio. Um, he also hates everybody. Just absolutely hates everybody. <laughs> um, you also get to meet Jeromey at one point. He's like a tiger beast. He's friends with Ignis. He also sucks. Um, he's just very excitable. It's very annoying. Um, you get to go hang out at one point at an Atome festival with Ill, and um, that's fun. It's really, really good, um, depending on which route you're on, different things happen, but uh, One of the things that happens, no matter what, is that like these creepy dudes are like, Hey, there's a lot of girls at this Otomi event, what if we try and pick up some girls here? And they try and like hit on the protagonist, and Ill's like, no. And pulls some like fallen angel stuff and then flies off with her. And Mr.'s like, oh God, why would you do that? Now I gotta use magic on all these people so they forget. Um he's like, Whoops, sorry. Just didn't want to, you know. he. Get hit on. <laughs> um There's also a line, it's like a throwaway line at one point that you're you're out shopping with um, canis and ignis and again like you're learning that everybody's kind of friends with them and doesn't think that they're weird um and this kid just runs up to you it's like is this polyamory and i'm just like okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like what
0: well they're,
1: they're all like no 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 none of us are dating i was like, what if we all dated them? Kids
0: are educated these days.
1: It's true. Um, oh, man. I forgot that Ill called Atome Games his emotional support. That's really good. Um, so whose route do we want to talk about first? Do we want to talk about routes I did not like as much or the routes that I did like?
0: Whichever you want to go with.
1: Um. How about we get the 42-year-old out of the way? Cool. <laughs> all right. So, Rindo, again, 42 years old. Um...
0: He has a rally. okay, next one.
1: <laughs> he works with the uh, GPmo. He has been there for like over 20 40 years. years. No He's
0: 20. been there since he was two years old. <laughs>
1: um, he he comes to the cafe and he interacts with these guys all the time. so like he knows them, he considers them friends, but he's also like, I don't like non-humans. I don't trust non-humans. And she's like, but these guys, that you clearly like, are not humans. He's like, they're still dangerous. 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 Um, so he, um... He makes a lot of references to being an old man all the time, and I'm just like, ew, you're just rubbing in the fact that this is creepy. Um... And it's, it's very uncomfortable. I don't like that he does that all the time. Um, he decides that he is going to um, take you on a date. And she's like, well, he can't possibly mean like a date date. He just means that we want to hang out, right? Um, so he takes her driving Before. in, <laughs> right? Takes her driving in his sports car um, with his stick shift because he's fancy apparently um, Also like his car is Like a western car that like The driver's side is where Our driver's side is I was like huh that's Interesting but I guess maybe like since it's a sports Car I don't know um,
0: Could be depends on like the The make the make and model Yeah
1: Um, So he says that he's going to uh, Take her on a date so he picks her up In the sports car she's like oh So are we just like going for a drive is that what we're doing He's like ah Actually, taking you somewhere. Oh, I forgot to mention something very, very important before I get into this route. I forgot. Um, there is a part in the game where Katone gets thrown into the gate. Um, and she ends up in an island that is nearby her parents' house, and the island is being attacked by skeletons and a giant skeleton fist. <laughs> Um, and also there are just, like, all these, like, wormholes and rips and things, um, that are happening around the, 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 the Japan.
0: The Japan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so they meet these little, like, wood doll guys, um, that are like, oh man, we live on this island, we're non-humans, we are not humans we can not protect ourselves from these skeletons, please help us, and, um, so ill, and, um. Mizir ends up doing like a weird like piano thing uh, and and attacking. Um, Ignis just like sets a fire around, like, essentially their military because the military's like, well, we just gotta go bomb that island now. And this is like, no, no, I'm just gonna set up this ring of fire around you. Now you can't go anywhere. It's fine. We'll handle it. Um, so, anyway, important to note because when you go to Rindo, like, Rindo's date, he he says, uh, instead of driving, I'm going to take you back to my apartment. She's like, what? 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 Why Why are we going back to your apartment? Oh, my goodness. Um, so he takes her to his luxury apartment that she's like, huh. This doesn't look very lived in. He doesn't have any kind of, like, hobbies around. His kitchen doesn't even have plates. This is kind of weird. Um... And he's like, oh, I have somebody that I want you to meet. And she's like, does he have a girlfriend? Mm. Uh, and he comes out and he's like, huh, okay. So you're asking if I have a girlfriend? No, I don't. Um, but also here, it's one of these little wooden guys from the island. He wanted to say thank you. Um, and he, he says thank you. And uh, you end up cooking with Rindo at one point because he's like, yeah, I used to cook because like, you know, I'd get the ladies, but I stopped it's like, oh god, I hate you so much. Um, the little wooden guy gets like completely toasted, like super, super drunk, which is pretty funny. Um, and uh, at one point in the evening, Rindo is like warning her about the situation, is also like trying to say, Hey, you know, I'm old and you should stay away from me. Um, but he gets a little bit in her space and like she thinks he's gonna smooch her, and then her phone starts going, or his phone starts going off, and Mr. is like, Hey! Uh, you're getting a little too close to her now! Like, oh my god, they're monitoring you? Like, what are they, your parents? What is yes. happening? Um, so he realizes, like, oh, hey, I gotta be careful if I'm gonna, like, try and smooch you, because these dudes are gonna kill me, because they're non-humans. <laughs> um... He also opens up to you with the fact that, uh, he knows, um... Akira, and that Akira's like, hey, I want you to uh, help me find something for my girlfriend. She's like, one, you have a girlfriend? That's wild. Um, and so she goes shopping with him, and Akira's like, hey, you know, come hang out. I want, to, I want you to see my girlfriend get her gift. Um, the stuffed animal that he's holding, he just, like, takes it off, and he's like, hey, look, here gift girlfriend isn't this cool yay and the stuffed animal opens their eyes and Tony's like huh that's weird and then um Akira lifts his sleeve and there's just like a ton of scars and he's like all right feeding time and then like the little doll starts like feeding blood off of his arm um and yeah Rendo's like so I didn't want you to see that um that's my sister (laughs) I was like, what? Okay. So apparently his sister at some point um, was experimented on and became a non-human, and now she is the stuffed animal-like thing that Akira keeps on his uh, being, Uh, and she needs blood to survive, so she just feeds off of his arm, and Rindo's like, yeah, I don't really know how to tell people, like, everybody thinks she's dead because, you know, she's kind of that. Um, but, you know, he has this whole, like, complicated thing of, I don't like non-humans, but my sister's a non-human, and so he's been trying to figure out, like, how do I turn her back, and Akira's trying to turn her back. Um, it's, it's real borked. Um, I forget, at one point something completely bananas happens, and I'm, I'm trying to remember what it is. But essentially, Rindo just gets, like, KO'd. Like, he gets a curse put on him. Oh, I remember. Um, there's, a, there's like, a Code Red at the headquarters, and he goes in um, because his, his uh, underlings are calling him, asking for help. So he goes in, and he gets attacked by uh, a shadow beast ah. who, says, who says his name, and he's put under a curse. And... Um, so they take him back to the cafe and they're doctoring him because they're like, we can't really take him to a hospital like this because they're not gonna know what the heck is happening. So Ill is trying to fix him, but he's like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think he's gonna make it. Um. And Katone, uh, she gets a call from Akira, and Akira's like, hey, come to the park uh, by yourself, and I need to meet with you. And um. He meets and says, hey, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to turn his sister back into a human and not this. Um, But I also heard that Rindo is under a curse and that you need to heal him. So here is this thing that will turn him into a non-human. And that's the only way to fix him at this point. So um, you can either bad end and not give it to him, or you give it to him and turn him into a non-human. And now he has metal arms and like, half of a like weird demonic face um, and he he is verbally thanking you for saving him but um, at one point when she's outside she hears it but he doesn't realize it he's like yelling at Canis about like how he doesn't want to be a non-human and he should have died and da 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 so she's like oh no I done
0: goofed I done goofed
1: Uh, So she decides that she's going to take him on a date to an amusement park in his non-human form so that he can understand that she loves him no matter what he is. Um, sure. And he's kind of freaked out but that happens. Um, And then like the headquarters once again gets attacked and there's like this big slimy stuff all over the headquarters. Um, Turns out the sister and Akira are both attacking now and that they, he discovered that the way to turn her back is to absorb the souls of others. Um, So she's just trying to absorb all the souls of all the people that work there. Um, You also learn in this process that uh, the sister was actually purposefully turned into a non-human because um, she was going to uh, out the research department for unethical practices and turning uh, like prisoners into non-humans without consent. And so they're just like, well, we know a way to shut you up, inject. Um, so the two non-human siblings get into a fight. And uh, eventually, Rindo wins, and his sister goes bye-bye, and Akira also dies. Um. I think he dies? Yeah, he, I think he dies. i sure he <laughs> dies. Anyway, not relevant. Um, Rindo you know, is non-human now, and he has to deal with that, and has to deal with his non-human hating ways when he is now a non-human. And they date, and that's basically his route, and he sucks. Um, <laughs> interestingly enough, the one person who is not a non-human um, becomes non-human by the end of it. So yeah. Rindo, forty-two-year-old man. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, I'll go with Ills next. Ill likes his atome. Um, his first date that he takes you to is at an atome cafe event, uh, which has uh, a big like wall thing of um, Yanagi from uh, Call Across Malice, which is cool. Uh, also, some code realized stuff. And um, he, he, you find out that like he his, his obsession with Atome is that like he was given an Atome game a while back, and um, this one Atome game in particular was very, very impactful on him. And that's how he learned about like love, and that's how he's been trying to figure out human emotions. And he has a very hard time understanding human emotions. Um, He's, he's very calculating, which I'll get to that in a bit. Um, and so at one point, um, you know, they're just like hanging out. And Katone is sent by um, Akira's assistant, which he's the guy with like the hood and like the paper in front of his face for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, he sends her a switch with um a remastered copy of um that first atome that ill is talking about it has been remastered for the tenth anniversary he's real stoked about it she's real stoked about it so she starts playing it and every once in a while she's like huh there are some striking similarities here with with you and this guy. Interesting. And you keep getting like ill talking to himself basically. He's like she's going to find out. She's going to find out. And he's like no no everything's fine. Whee. He's kind of like airheaded-ish um, since he doesn't understand things. <laughs> um, things. Yeah. And at one point they joke around that the reason that he's a fallen angel is because of his love of Otome which is not true but um. Oh god I forgot that Rindo says check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> ah! Um, so, anyway, um, I don't remember a whole lot of Ill's route, other than the fact that, like, turns out that that assistant is actually the other angel, like, God's left-hand man, I guess? (laughs) Because Ill was his right-hand man? Um yeah and he's trying to make you realize that ill has actually taken on the name and personality of one of the characters in the Atome game um and she ends up realizing this because he says lines that are word for word lines from the game to her and she's like wait a minute i know that um and ill kind of like freaks out when she realizes this, and, um, they end up going... Wait. He ends up getting kidnapped at one point, I think. So that he can get reprogrammed by God. (laughs) (laughs) Who is an AI machine that is also an organ. Sure. Yep. Um... How do I not remember this? I just played this route recently. Um, also there's, like, this big ship that's wrecked in heaven ish, the Kalm, Kalm, whatever the heavenish name is. Um, and that's where the gate is, is this wrecked ship and
0: um say it's a shipwreck.
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, it looks like a big arc, like a, like what you would think of as Noah's Ark. That's what it looks yeah. like. Um, and Ill explains at one point, like I, I hung out here after I ran away the first time. And the reason that he is a fallen angel the first time is because um, his job is that he is essentially God's weapon. He is like the ultimate weapon. And he is supposed to exterminate any angels who get emotions. Perfectly. Um So they're essentially these like two historian angels that one's a guy and one's a gal, and they get emotions and they hide out and they're trying to like write about the history of the the world um also they end up getting like a jammer and so they use the jammer on ill and have him sit down and they like talk to him about the history and talk to him about emotions and make him start to feel things which is when he gets all fallen-y um well he gets all fallen-y a little bit later but Anyway, uh they they try and like befriend him. And um uh, eventually he is found by the the left-hand man guy thing with a spear. Um and he's like, "All right, murder them now." And so he does because that's when he's commanded to do something, he does it. And then he's sad. And um At one point, like, the word love is mentioned. He's like, I don't know what that is. I want to know what that is. What is happening? Oh, no. Um, So then he becomes the fallen angel, which he's not completely fallen. Like, most of his wings are white, but his tips are black. Um, But he just kind of goes into, like, this weird, like, comatose state. Like, he can only say, like, what is love, which is hilarious.
0: Baby, Um, don't hurt me.
1: uh Uh-huh. But he goes and hangs out by the shipwreck and finds the gate and is like, I'm gonna just go in here and, um, Katone's grandpa's like, hey, son you're alright? Why don't you come get some drinks or something? And Ill can't talk to him and this goes on for, like, a few months or weeks, I don't remember and at one point, um, the grandpa's like, Miser, like, help me out. This dude is... And, like, he's an angel, and you're a demon, so, like, y'all should be able to figure something out, right? And so Mizer keeps, like, talking to him and talking to him, and can't figure it out. And at one point, he's, like, walking by a store and sees, um, that, uh, Ill just keeps asking about love, and so he sees this, like, advertisement for an Atome game, and he's like, all right, well, I just went in and bought the system and bought the game, and, like, here, have, have this thing, and learn about love. Um, hilarious, by the way. What a, what an option. <laughs> And so that's when he ends up adopting the whole like ill persona, is he? He just picks it up from the game because essentially angels are like calculators, like they they are like data crunchers. And can so, you play
0: Doom on an angel?
1: <laughs> probably, <laughs> uh, like they're basically computers, and so he just like programs himself to be ill, basically. And they're um, like, well, that's all right. And Miz is like, I feel really bad about this, but also like I I've, I'm very protective of him. I think of him as like a little brother. Um, and um, Il ends up getting taken back to the the angel world, and held on by the the other angel. And um, God's like, well, time to reprogram you so you'll never become fallen again. <laughs> Um also we're just gonna throw a bunch of angels at you so um all the all the kiddos that we know and love go and try to uh, to save him and you end up meeting this uh this other fallen angel. he is the head of the fallen angels. his name is epilogi um he's the one that I showed you that just has like the t*** out nice yeah um and he. He meets you because Ill's about to just completely destroy you um, with his angel weaponry. Um, and uh, this dude uses a uh, jammer and like, nope, not happening. Uh, so it kind of gives you like a history of what's going on with the angels and uh, why fallen angels are who they are and da-da-da-da-da. Uh, basically, you got to go storm the tower, save Ill, and kill God.
0: Makes sense.
1: Yeah. It's basically like a JRPG at this point. Um, Like I said, God is like a computer AI, but also has an organ, like a a piano organ around him. Um, And he explains that he has been trying to invade other worlds um, so that he can make more angels. And um, also the island that was attacked by the... um, by the skeletons, he says that he he was the one that orchestrated that. Um, there's this whole thing with uh, like them fighting in the tower, and um, Mizer ends up like tying up with the other angel, and Katone gets sent ahead, and she's trying to basically destroy everything so that God dies. But at one point, like. Ill is, like, choking her because he's been deprogrammed and he's, like, weaponry. And uh, then he, like, she says his name and he, he you know, remembers and becomes fallen again. God's like, oh my god, are you serious? Oh, by me. Oh, by me. Why do you keep falling? Why do you keep getting emotions? Ill's like, I'll just keep getting emotions every time. You can keep doing this, but, like, every time I'm going to get the emotions back um so yeah you fight together and you know kill god yay as you do yeah um and and that's essentially how his route goes down um canis is interesting because canis um you found out that his world medio, like the the big tree the world tree they say that it is very similar to, like, earth um, plants, but it's huge.
0: So it's like a tree. Yes. <laughs> um,
1: but it's not magical. And, um, but it is kind of magical because it also eats people. <laughs> uh, so, Canis Espada is known of, like, the the Night of Death, or the Death Knight, or something like that. I forget what they call him. Um, because... At one point, Candace is like, hey, I gotta go do things. I'll be back. And Katone sees him. He's like, Oh hey, what's up? And like he doesn't hear her, and he's also slaughtering fairies. And she's like, um, um, why are you killing the fairies? Uh, and he basically freaks out and says, you know. You you can't bring your morality into my world because like this is my job. This is what I do. I have to kill the fairies in order for us to survive. And she's like, ah. Um. So you end up talking to the fairy queen. She's like, yeah. So I'm attached to the tree, and the issue is that I think it was 500 years ago. Um. There were three of us siblings, and um. Our sister was the previous Death Knight. And in order to keep this tree happy and not murder all of the fairy citizens, uh, we have to the fairy queen on this contraption that the tree just basically sucks her soul out. Yay. Good. Um, yeah. yeah. And so uh, Manea is like, I'm not into that. I don't like that idea. I don't want my sister to be soul sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um but my other sister died because she was trying to prevent this. Um, and at one point, um, the tree gets injured and the tree just starts eating fairies again. She's like, oh, no, but the soul thingy, it's taking my soul. Why is it eating other fairies? Nom,
0: rom, rom. And,
1: and um, So they, they go to investigate. For some reason, Katone goes, I'm like, why are you here? Um, but she goes and then, um, is <clears throat> like, hey, you know what, I have an idea, what if I just remove the fairy queen from this, and just throw Katone in? Yay! And, um, is basically like, yeah, Katone's gonna die because she's a human, and I just threw her on this thing, and that's probably a bad thing, but like, I need Candice to be mad enough that he destroys this tree. Um, since our sister couldn't do it, I need someone else to do it. And so, like, Canis, this whole time, his entire identity has been, like, the Death Knight and killing these fairies so he can feed the tree. And so now he's having this struggle of, like, oh, God, everything I know is bad at this point. And also the woman that I'm in love with is being eaten by this tree. Um, so he decides that he's going to rebel against the tree. As you do. Um, ends up destroying the ever loving heck out of it. Um, also, I'm very truncating his story here. I'm sorry, but that's uh, <laughs> fine. It, it's this is the gist of it essentially. Um, so he he destroys the tree because he wants Katone to survive, and she also just kind of like fights back somehow with like the power of will. Um. And so once the tree is destroyed, like all the fairies who were eaten by the tree, like their souls are let go. Mm-hmm. And some of the souls of so the fairies like implant themselves into Katone to give her her life back. Um, and so Canis Spada takes you to the top of the tree, which is his favorite spot in the entire world and tells you that um, in the beginning. Um, And it's like nighttime and it's really pretty. Oh, by the way the entire season happens um, in one day, every single day in Medio, Like, you start off, and I think it's, <clears throat> um, anyway, you end up in winter. But you start off, it's like spring, and then you get to fall, and then winter. Every single day it happens like that. It's crazy. Um, so it's wintery, and like, the souls are happening. And Katoni looks back at Canis Espada and, like, smiles, like, he has a head. He has a head because they say that you can only see the head if you're fairy. Because like, um, Korea can uh, Korea. How do you, how did I say his name? Karia. A- Karia, Abe, um, the ice fairy. He's
0: he's the country you, of Korea.
1: Not, not the country. <laughs> he tells you about like, yeah. He has a head. I can see it. Like I can see his face and everything. Um, and then they ask him to draw him and he draws, like, this really terrible drawing of him. Um, he's like, you asked me to draw him. This is what I came up with. And, um, he explains, like, I'm a really terrible artist. Candice is like, oh, thank God, I thought that I just looked like that and I was really upset. (laughs) Um, so you do find out that, like, people with fairy blood can see his, his face, generally. Um, he can't, very well. Abe can't see it very well um, because he's only half-ish, um, but he can see that it exists. And so when um, when she like looks back at, her, I was like, he has a head. She can see the head because she's got the fairy souls in it. But they don't show you, and it was real sad. It's um, rude. I know, I know. Um, there's also a part earlier where he, uh, he is staying at a room in the cafe because also him and Ignis board at the cafe when they're um, not in their homelands. Um, and he's just like asleep, and then he wakes up and Katone's there, but she doesn't know that he's awake because no head. Um, so she's just like poking at him and like talking about him and trying to figure out what to do. and. Uh, Abe comes in, he's like, oh yeah, he's awake. He's been awake this whole time, like. I don't, I don't know what you're saying about him being asleep. Candace is like, oh my god, why would you tell her that? I was embarrassed. Um, But yeah, I was real bummed that I didn't get to see his head when she turned around and smiled at him. And I was like, oh man. But it was only a temporary thing. Like, you didn't get to see his head forever. But I guess at least she... Kind of knows what what's there besides the flame. Ahead. Ahead. Yes. Um. Hilarious. One of my favorite characters in this game. Like they give you a bunch of hot anime dudes, and I'm like, ah, yes, the headless one. I want that one. Because
0: <laughs> you saw him eating donuts. I <laughs> saw
1: him eating donuts. And I was headless
0: like, man eating donuts.
1: I wanted to date him immediately, and he he's, he's one of my favorites. Um. But yeah, he is, he's, he's the headless donut man, and at one point she asked, like, how does he actually eat the things, because like, food just goes near his like head flame and just disappears. She's like, ah! How does this work? But I don't want to ask him! Um. Okay, we'll go to Ignis now. He is the uh, Fire Wolf.
0: Ooh! Um,
1: he's, he's got his Nyan shirt that he wears whenever he's in the world. Um, also does, like, his sweet skateboarding stuff.
0: If he was a skater boy. He said, see you later, boy.
1: <laughs> um, so his plot is that these Minotaurs keep showing up in Japan around the cafe. And they're from Bestia, and they're trying to defeat him. And they're all, like, hazy-eyed, weirded out kind of things, and he's freaked out. At one point, like, Katone is trying to get away from the Minotaur. And the Minotaur doesn't even hurt her, but she, like, hits her hand on the wall and starts bleeding a lot. And he's just like, oh, no, this is bad. And he starts, like, licking her wound. And I was like, no, bad, bad wolf. No, that's not sanitary. Um, But he just continued to do that. But then it was awkward, because they're like, oh, no, I just licked your blood. This is weird. so they have to figure out, like, why is this happening? What, is, what has happened to Beastia that these minotaurs keep showing up? Also, he mentions a few times, like, every time I go back to my world, like, somebody's there prepped to try and defeat me, because I'm the powerful one. Um, but, you know, I kick their ass and send them home. That's that's what I do. Um, it comes up again, like, he he's the one that does not kill people. He He just injures them and then sends them home. Uh, the Minotaurs keep showing up. So he eventually is like, All right, I gotta go investigate. We're gonna go investigate what's going on in, in this area. Um, so they end up going to his hometown, which is like a igloo-ish area, but there's fire and there are not many firewolves there. One of them is his uncle. And Kitoni's like, hey, you know, it's kind of weird, there's not many of you. What what is what's up with that? Uh, so he ends up telling his tragic backstory and like he's hugging her and um, his entire like, have, what's the word I'm looking at? Tribe? Family? Sure. Species? I don't know. His entire group, um, they get attacked and they're, they're dying and they can't really fight back and he's freaking out. And um, he blacks out, and um, when he wakes up, most of his tribe's dead, and everybody who was attacking is dead. And his his uncle's like, yeah, you know, the the marauders ended up killing all of our people, and then you killed those guys. Or, yeah. I don't think he said you killed them, but anyway. He's like, you, you took him out. Good job, buddy. You're the ultimate fighter. Um,
0: oh, he's and- in the UFC.
1: God. <laughs> um, so he, he explains, like, you know, I, I, I don't want to kill anybody. And that's, that's my mantra. I can't kill. That's, that's who I am as a person. And she's like, oh, well, you know, that's why I like you. is because you don't kill people, and it's fine. Um, you know, this is obviously going to go places that don't involve killing people. Uh, so, they're, they're dealing with things, and, um, they end up finding, like, this shrine, thanks to Kororo, the little, silly guy. Kororo? Kororo. I want a little stuffed version of him, he's adorable. Um, but he takes you to the shrine, and then the shrine's like, oh hey, there's this, like, insane fire beast that, um, exists. And there was a time where humans came, and the humans were basically like poking around with this fire wolf, and that was bad, and everybody died. Um, they've also specified at one point that Ignis is the only person from Bestia who can actually eat. Um, like the other ones don't have the internal organs necessary to eat, like they don't ever eat anything. Which is interesting, but, um, like, he's constantly eating. He's constantly shoving food in his face. <laughs> um, so, they're like, that's kind of weird that you can eat, but nobody else can eat. And so, like, I thought maybe he was part human at this point. Not the case. Um, apparently, um, whenever he sees, like, a, whenever he gets into, like, a frenzy, essentially, because of attacking, and he sees certain amounts of blood. He goes into this, like, insane mode where he just murders everybody and eats them. And this has happened a few times, but he doesn't know it. And he's just like, yeah, blackout when I get, like, too into it. It's kinda weird, right? <laughs> um, And at one point he says that around uh, Akira. And Akira's like, I've never heard of that before, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, it turns out that there's this, like, giant firewolf being that, um, existed and that Ignis is probably the descendant of. And so, they get all this information, they're going back to the, uh, the firewolf area. Oh no, it's being attacked again! What? (laughs) Um, and so... Ignis is trying to, like, fight him off, and then he finds out, at one point, like, Oh, hey! It wasn't the Marauders who killed everybody, I killed everybody! I was the one who went into a frenzy, I actually ate my best friend! Whoops! Um, like, these Minotaurs, like, throw his best friend's, uh, like, bracelet at him, like, Yeah, you did that, you ate him, good job, buddy! Talking about you don't kill anybody. You killed your best friend and your entire family. Good job. And so he starts having issues, um, and ends up, you know, destroying and eating several minotaurs. And um, he's just got like blood pouring his from his face at one point. And Katoni's like, "Hey, um, this isn't you. You don't you don't kill people." And he takes a bite out of your arm. And eat, starts eating some of your arm flesh.
0: Mmm, arm flesh.
1: Arm flesh. Um, He also, like... <laughs> basically. Uh, he also, like, burns Ill's wings at one point, and like, threatened to eat him. Which is why Katone got taken instead, is that she stood in front of Ill before he got eaten, and took the bitey out of the arm. Um, When he came to, he's like, Huh. Ketone's bleeding. That's bad. What's going on? Oh god, what did I just swallow? That's weird. Um, and then he realizes, like, oh god, I ate her skin. (laughs) Um, so she's having issues, and he's having issues, and he just freaks out. Um, everybody in the cafe is, like, trying to figure out what to do, because they're like, he's kind of dangerous to have around? Um... She's healing, and like, if anything happens, and he smells her blood, like he has a taste for human flesh now. Like, it's just—it's bad. Um, so he's threatening to like, basically lock himself up. Um, and she doesn't want that, so they go back to the the little shriny thing. Also, um, we end up meeting up with Dromi there, and like I said, Dromi is the very annoying little tiger guy. And he has been living with the firewolves because his entire tribe got exterminated. (laughs) Um, But turns out he's like the keeper of this legend about the big firewolf guy. And he's like, yeah, so I've been orchestrating everything that's been going on because I want to turn you into that. I'm kind of sick of this world and like the fact that it killed my family. So I just want to see everything burn, like, you know. Just destroy everything. That'd be cool, right? So he basically just goes full psycho on you. Um, and he has Katone and it is like, Hey, you want a tasty snack? Here's a tasty snack. You want a tasty snack? And Ignis is just like, no, leave me alone. I'm just stuck in this shrine. This is where I'm going to stay. Everybody's imprisoning me here. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. Um, so then Jeremy's like, well, what if I eat her then? That seems like a good idea. So he starts, like, trying to take a bite out of her and Ignis turns into the Fire Wolf! Um, so he is a giant, giant beast of a guy. Like, huge Fire Wolf. And so everybody's having to coordinate and try and take down this Fire Wolf and they're like, we gotta kill him. Like, that's what we gotta do. We gotta kill him. And Kitone being a protagonist in Atome, is like, no, no. We're going to stop him with love. Um, so she ends up, like, yelling at him about, like, how he's not like this, he's he's not a killer, how she's in love with him, and you get, like, the CG of her, like, hugging onto this giant firewolf face, um, and then eventually, uh, after talking a bit like you see the fire wolf crying and i should mention that like this thing is bigger than anything else like this is like skyscraper type fire wolf not like a person-sized fire wolf Um, the
0: the two sizes person skyscraper
1: (laughs) so this this um this fire wolf starts crying and then he turns into ignis again and um ignis is holding on to her and crying, and he's saying, like, I just want to be the man of your dreams, and he's got that stupid tribal tattoo. Um, he doesn't want to eat her, and, um... For now. (laughs) Well, I'll get to that. Um, and so yeah, everything's fine now. Jomi gets taken in for questioning, because, you know, he orchestrated this whole thing, and minotaur attacks, and, you know, bad, bad things. Um, also giving the minotaurs drugs. (laughs) because <laughs> sure um, so everything is fine and Ignis ends up like helping out in the cafe and I think he just like moves in there basically um, because he's like yeah my uncle lied to me and that's bad and also I just don't really like Beastie anymore this sucks Um, so they're talking at one point and I showed you the CG I'm pretty sure I was like ew don't do that but he like licks her mouth <laughs> And I was like, don't, don't do that. And then he like leans back and, um, I have, I have the quote here. He says, as your man, I'm the only one who gets to eat you. Can't lie. It feels pretty good. Um, and then he just smooches the the heck out of you. Um, like a real smooch, not a, I'm going to lick your face type smooch, which that's so <laughs> weird. Don't lick people's mouths. Don't do that.
0: Like, lick, 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 lick. like,
1: um, he actually ended up being one of my favorites and didn't expect that at all, like, based on, like, just looking at him, I was like, I'm not gonna like this guy. He's gonna be weirdo. Um, but he was, he was pretty good. He was pretty good. He was one of the sweeter ones, you know, besides eating your flesh. <laughs> which brings us to the final route!
0: The final route.
1: Um, uh, which is Monsieur Rex. Um, so as I have mentioned before, he is the Demon King. Um, he also very much likes the coffee. Um, also something that's worth mentioning is that Miser, Canis, and Ill, I think, yes, they all knew Katone when she was, like, five. And, like, was around the cafe with her grandpa. She was just kind of, like, hanging around. Um, but she didn't remember any of them. And I was like, how do you not remember a man with, like, a helmet on his head? <laughs> how do you not remember that? Um, or a man with horns. How do you not remember these things? But um, anyway, let's go to Miser's route. Uh, he is the, um, the demon king. And... He, this entire time, has to make sure that he leaves to go do demon kingly things at a certain time of night. And everyone's like, okay, that's just what he does. That's interesting. Um, nothing suspicious about that at all. That he has to be there by a certain time. Nope. Um... There is this guy that keeps popping up, um, through wormholes. And he is claiming that he is the Demon King, and he's got these slugs with him. And, um... <laughs> at one point, uh, they all go to, like, a warehouse and see this guy. And he's like, yes, I am the Demon King, and I have things that I'm going to do! And Mizra's just like, no, and just, like, punches him and knocks him back through the wormhole, and he, like, makes a joke about it. She's just like, hole-in-one. You hole in one him. <laughs> He's like, I don't think that's a phrase, but like, okay. Um, But he com- He kind of comes across as like this jokey character, and you're like, huh, why is he-, he calling himself the demon king? Like, you're the demon king. He's like, yeah, obviously I'm the demon king, duh. Um. So Katone, again, being an Atome protagonist, at one point, the slimes come up to her and Abe, and they're like, hey, um, the demon king has been talking about you all night and like how beautiful you are and how he wants to marry you and like we need you to come see him and she's like oh mizier wants to come see me or wants me to see him sure I'll go with you yeah definitely him uh no it's the other guy and ends up kidnapping her and taking her to the demon world and is like you are my bride now I'm in love with you because I saw you and you're beautiful Um, yep and so the rest of the squad's like, alright, well, we gotta go get her back. That's bad. Um so they um they go and storm the castle. And um is the one who finds you in because of course you're in the throne room. Like, why would you not look there first? <laughs> um and the the demon guy, um Introduces himself as Astaroth, I'm pretty sure. And the Demon King. And, um... M- Mizra's like, yeah, so... I'm not actually the Demon King. This guy is. But also, we're just gonna fight now, because, like, you can't have her. And, you know, it kind of sucks to, like, make implications like you were just making. So, uh... Yeah, let's end this. Um, So they do some magic-y fights, um, as you do, and um, then it keeps coming up over and over and over, like, all right, I've got like two hours, I've got an hour, like he keeps looking at his pocket watch, trying to make sure that he's, like, got his time right. Turns out he doesn't have his time right, Um, and he ends up turning into this monstrosity with, like, big skeleton wings and, like, no face. He basically looks like, um, like a scary version of, um, Amon from Shadow Hearts. (sighs) Like, he kind of looks like that. (laughs) But with bone wings instead of, like, the wings that he has. Cool. He is pretty cool. Uh, Also, he just obliterates the entire Demon King's castle. Just completely obliterates it. Um, turns it into ash. And Katoni's like, Mister, is that is that you? He's like, yep. Don't get near me. I turn things ash. This is my actual form. Hello. Um, he thought that he had time. He did not have time. Um. So this is his true form, and he is not the Demon King at all. He is actually um from I forget the name of the world, but it's like basically the world of End Times. I think is what he calls it. Uh, and it's just, like, an ashy world because he turns everything to ash. Yay. Um, so he, he basically, like, throws you back to the other guys. He's like, all right, um, now you know my secret, and this is terrifying. I will eventually come back to you at the cafe because I, we got to talk about some things over some coffee because, like, I got a lot to answer for now.
0: (laughs) Just casually.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um... He doesn't show up for many, many days, and everyone's like, oh, man, like, you know, we don't know how to get back to him because, you know, the the only way to get to other demon worlds is by going through the gates, and you have to touch the door for the, like, with somebody who goes to that world, and none of us belong to, the, like, the world of end times. None of us do, so we can't get back to him. She's like, oh, he's abandoned me. Oh, no. Um also, before all this happened, he had a coffee cup that he's like, I want coffee in this particular cup. It's a very busted cup, but it's my favorite. Also, don't break it. Um, that cup becomes important. So anyway. Um, oh, also, while he is in his amon form and is turning things into ash, he also ends up turning. Astaroth's arm and leg into ash which yikes that sounds painful. um yeah uh Astoroth ends up getting um, arrested by the uh the the gpmo and he like reforms his limbs somehow uh, I guess demons but yeah there's a lot going on here and um turns out that there is this whole like human quest long time ago in the times of Genesis is how they word it <clears throat> um that the the humans were put onto arcs uh, with these gates back to the human world um so that they could go explore other worlds and I was like oh yes human colonialism that makes sense <laughs> that is exactly what we would do um so they like infiltrate the other worlds and so essentially, this is how all the worlds came to be. Like, the big tree in Medio, um, humans went to this area, and they planted trees, and um, this big monster. Um, the humans ended up becoming angels. Uh, the, the, they be like the beast. Yeah, it's basically human. Um, also that shipwreck that I was telling you about in Ill's world, like that's what this was, and that's why the gate was there, is because it was gate to the human world. Um, anyway, so um, this happened in the times of Genesis, and um, turns out that Mizir was one of the people that was on one of the art missions. And they ended up um, shipwrecking at uh, the World of End Times. And everybody that was on the mission with him died basically immediately. Um, Because you can't survive as a human in that world. You, like, end up coughing up blood and, like, your skin gets all gross. And um, he's the only one that survived. And essentially, he spent, like, thousands of years just, like, Adapting to the environment and becoming that monstrosity that he is. Um, but he's the only one there. So he like has spent all this time just like burying the people and hanging out with their graves. Fun. Yeah. He also at one point decided I don't like this and I'm going to go look for the Ark and the door because this sucks. Um, and he found out a way of like cloaking himself in a different like look and different kind of magic so that he can you know not turn everything into ash all the time uh so he ended up going uh and doing that but before he did that at one point a wormhole thingy opened and um there is a small child that comes and talks to him he's like hello and he's like i want to murder you (laughs) and she says huh it sounds like your throat's really dry let me go get you coffee i'll be right back and so she goes back and she brings out this specific coffee cup and is like here have coffee this will make your voice not sound so rough and um he decides like hey i don't want to kill you anymore thanks for the coffee i'm gonna take this cup now and go back in my little wormhole Um, so that's why he starts looking for the door is so that he can actually, like, find that cafe and thank the little girl. Wow, surprising! It's Katone! Woo! I, Um, for one, am shocked. So shocked. (laughs) Um, so he ended up finding the cafe again, but she wasn't there, um, because she had moved away with her parents. Um, but he he ended up liking the cafe her grandpa, so he just hung around a lot. Um, and also, like, helped with Ill and all those shenanigans. Um, so, yeah, he is this weird, like, evolution human thing. And so, they're trying to figure out, like, well, how do we... how do we fix this? And, um... I forget exactly how she gets there, but she ends up in the world of end times. Also, as I said, it is a harsh environment. It is not somewhere where a human could be. So she starts coughing up blood. Um... And... So he he finds her and is like, okay, I have to figure out how to rescue you. I, I like, have... Oh, I remember how she gets there. Um, okay. reverse. Um... Mizier comes out of the door and is like, hey, I want you to come see my world. I want to talk about this. Will you come with me? And so she goes and then like, they end up talking for a few sentences and she's like, wait a minute. You are not you. You said you would come to the cafe so that we could talk about it. We're not in the cafe right now. And also you're saying things that are weird. Uh, he's like, eh, yeah, you got me. It's it's not actually me. Um I kind of took all of his powers. Um, and I'm the world.
0: <laughs> sure.
1: Yep. Um so Mizir ends up showing up in like his his demon king form. And he's like, This is bad. I need to protect you. Oh no. Um, and so he just like picks her up and he's also like in bad shape and um he's taking her to the door he just wants to get her out of there and um he gets to the door and he's like yes we made it we got away from him it's fine uh and then the other guy shows up is like i told you i am literally the world i know exactly where you are at all times also you know what i'm just gonna do you a favor right now it punches him through the chest and then throws him into the cafe door. That's one way to do it. Mm-hmm. That's that's favor. Um, and then he ends up like taking Katone and she's like, no, this stinks. Um, so when when you are back with Miser, um everybody in the cafe is like, yeah, we patched you up. Uh, things seem a little bit different for you now, huh? And he like looks at himself and realizes like, I'm a human again. Huh. Um. So the, the, the dude basically just like made him into a, a normal human form again. Um, so he keeps like trying to do things. They're like, dude, you are a human. Stop. Um, so they decided like, oh, hey, we have to go on a rescue mission. Like this is real, real bad. We got to save her. Um. This the world is talking to Katone and it turns out that his name is Noah who's shocked me um, and that Noah is basically like the personification of the world of end times and like hatred and da 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 um, because when the humans were working on the um, ARC experiment type thing um, they decided that they wanted to test out the whole wormhole thing. And so he's like, oh, hey, you know, I'm not really exceptional, but I'll help with this. This is cool. Fine. Sure. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, since you're not exceptional, bloop, have fun in that wormhole. Um, so he, he, gets, he gets sad, and he turns into the world, and it's a mess. Um, so Noah, since he was like, basically with Mizir that whole time since he was the only person in that world and he's like Mizir wouldn't become friends with me and that was sad and also I saw you through the wormhole and you were so nice to him and I want you to be nice to me and also I'm in love with you so let's become one now and he starts like absorbing her basically Uh, so she loses her physical form and uh They go on this rescue mission and they're trying to figure out, like, well, where would she be? And he realized, like, oh, hey, she's going to be by the graves. And Noah's like, hey, what up? Um, Yeah, she's not here. I mean, she's here, technically, but, like, her body's not here. Her body doesn't exist anymore. Um, And Miser ends up having, like, a talk with him and is like, let's be friends. Let's, you know, let's be bros. Everything's fine, man. Like. You could have just said that's what you wanted. And, um, they end up, like, in a weird, like, ashy version of the cafe and have a coffee together. And Noah's like, oh, no. I have messed up. I am sorry. Um, before I go, Katone, you are now the world. What? So, you get to decide whatever you want it to be like. Um, and so she basically doesn't have a form anymore. She's like a non human world. And so that like tea party um area in the in the cafe at the beginning. Like she basically recreates that as her world and she can only exist there. But it's inside the cafe somehow. Um Mizir ends up like working as a co owner at the cafe and um like he can sometimes interact with her um, depending on what's going on but um, for the most part she's just like non-tangible non-human and um, they end up you know running the cafe and that's how it ends like he's, he's a human she is not and I don't like that I think that sucks
0: seems like a bad ending
1: it is a bad ending like that's their best ending and I'm like I don't like this at all like Basically, she says, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm just going to be here forever now, I guess. Like, this is just who I am. I'm this world. And now you're going to die because you're human. And I was like, doesn't it make more sense that, like, they would have both been human and just, had like, had a normal life together running the cafe? No! Like, that's what I would have done is, like, have a way that they're both human. They just run this cafe for their friends. Like, why would that not be what you do? But instead, like... She doesn't exist anymore, so like she can't like interact with her friends or her family. The only ones she can interact with are like these guys, and like only sometimes can she like be tangible. I'm like, this is, I don't like this. So like I liked his route up until this point, and then I was just like, this is stupid. Why would you do this to her? <laughs> I was really mad, and like that's how I ended the game because you have to do every single route to lead up to his, and then like when you get to that, I was like. What is this? Really? We're going to end it with her being a world? It just seems so dumb. Like, I thought it would be a super cool thing. Like, I thought that the direction they were going is that they would both be human and just, like, have a, a regular lifetime together and hang out and run the cafe. And, like, they run the cafe together, but, like... I don't know. I didn't like that.
0: It doesn't sound good.
1: It's not. It's not. And, like... You know, Canis and Ignis had like really cute endings and then this one happened and it's like ooh, I don't like this. It's such a bad way to end it too. Like I I just satisfied walking away from it. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer. Cuz like I liked some parts of this. Um but I did not like that. And um I I told you I was gonna mention it, you were supposed to remind me, but I remember now. There's a lot of errors in this game in terms of like the, like just typos and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, (laughs) at one point she's supposed to say, but, and it's like, supposed to be B-U-T, um, dot, 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 and then she's gonna have more sentences. But they typoed it, so now it just says, nut. (laughs) And it took me forever to figure out what was going on there. I was like, why did she just say nut out of nowhere? (laughs) It was so weird. But like, there are some Thinking about that nut. (laughs) Thinking about that nut. (laughs) I mean, you do you, Katone. But um, like, there are a lot of spelling errors or typo errors. And like, there are a couple sentences that just don't make sense at all. Um, So that's also not good. I actually noticed it a lot more here than I did with uh, the Fandis for collar cross Malice, which that was the one that was like really shat upon on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't seen anything on this one, but like it's, it's, it's got some errors that are not okay. Yeah. Although, although the nut thing made me laugh. <laughs> nut! Nut! To um, no, people like,
0: <laughs> nut. Nut.
1: Dot dot dot. Um, but yeah, otherwise we just have Katoni just, like, yelling about nuts every once in a while, I guess. Um, but that that does suck. Um, I wish that they had done a better job with that, but they didn't, so here we are. Um, but yeah, that's basically the gist of it. Also, like, Mizuira's human form is actually really, really attractive. So I'm super bummed that his route kind of, like, ended on a bad note.
0: Ended on a fart. Ended it, on a nut.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it basically did end on a fart, and sucked. I was like, "Oh man!" Like, if you're gonna compare you to Candace and Ignis, like, I thought it was gonna like you the best because I really like your personality, but like, I don't like this ending. Um, so for the record, Candace Spada is still the best boy of this.
0: How many donuts did he eat?
1: Actually, he didn't eat a single donut.
0: Well, throw this game in the garbage.
1: <laughs> he ate um, like some some carrots, I think, at one point, but um,
0: get out of here. It's a cafe, he... not a Whole Foods vegetarian section.
1: <laughs> I think he ate some cake at one point too. Ignis like exclusively eats meat, which is funny.
0: Oh yeah, he's a wolf. Oh.
1: Oh, excuse you. He is a fire wolf.
0: Oh.
1: Oh, I also thought he wasn't wearing pants at first. <laughs> When he showed up and I texted you, I was like, um, this man, his pants are very low cut.
0: Um. Well, with all that being said.
1: Time for ranking.
0: We got to rank this. This here, a video game. Okay. 20 games are on this list. Mm-hmm. We're going to add game number 21. This, mm-hmm. this list will be legal to drink. Oh, man. And smoke cigarettes, I think now. I think they upped that. I don't remember. Either way, Al, let's figure out where Cafe, Cafe, <laughs> cafe Enchanté Enchante. goes on the list. Okay. Al, is it better or worse than the KFC one?
1: It is better than that.
0: Better or worse than Amnesia? Better. Better than Hakuoki or worse? Uh, it's better. Better than Love Letter from X? Better. <laughs> better or worse than Joe Starstruck? Better. Better or worse than Psychedelica the Ashen Hawk? Better. Better or worse than Had for boyfriend holiday star. Better. Better or worse than Bad Apple Wars.
1: <laughs> I think it's. I think it's. I don't think it can go any higher than that. Wow. Yeah.
0: That is not that high up on the list.
1: It is not, especially considering how high Piafiore got. Like, this one was, was kind of a big bummer in comparison. Right. It's like, oh, man.
0: Especially going into this, I, thought, I was like I was thinking, like, oh, this seems like it would be all right.
1: Yeah, like, I mean. It
0: seems kind of goofy and stuff, but then it's just like,
1: eh. Yeah, I mean, it was okay. Like, it had some good moments. And like, like I said, Candace is great. Like, the fact that I could date a headless knight was hilarious. But, like, I just really wanted to like this game and did not like it all that much it's a bummer and like that that ending with with miser really just ruined it for me yeah
0: well this game slots in at number 14 on the owls official ranking of otome a top 15 otome game Mm -hmm. still a solid solid entry clearly Mm -hmm. um but yeah we will return to the list at some point when there are new otome games coming out is there anything anyone coming to you at any point soon or are you out uh,
1: no, nothing on the horizon. There's been some announced, but nothing. Um, nothing very... like
0: local or getting localizations yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, eventually we will return to the list at some point because that's what we do. Yes. But for now, that's going to do it for this episode. So if you'd like more from us, go to com or SAC.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like SeasonalAnimeCheckup and Jared and I will watch you also find columns and reviews on the side as well. If you want more from AnLadium, go to AndLadyName.com. She's got columns and reviews. Follow us on Twitter, Twitter.com slash AnimeCheckup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. I was going to look and look at your book, but it's covered by stuff, so I can't look at it right now.
1: Oh, no. Why is it covered by stuff? It's
0: covered by gifts.
1: Oh. Um... Yeah, Jared got a signed copy. Ooh.
0: I did. I'm very fancy. You can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash SACOVA. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast. Early bonus episodes like we did a ranking of songs that have Hero in the title. Yep. That you can listen to now on Patreon.com slash SACOVA. A wide variety of songs on that list. That yep. is for sure. Yep. <laughs> so You can find that there uh yeah next week we're probably going to talk about yakuza 7 probably i'm most likely going to be finished finished with that game by then so that is most likely what we will be talking about for obviously our annual thanksgiving tradition i don't know what we do on thanksgiving but we just we have an episode two days later Yep. (laughs) (laughs) that's yeah that's it yep so we'll, we'll talk about Yakuza most likely to next time and discuss how the series went from being a beat-em-up for seven entries into a Japanese RPG for its eighth entry.
1: Nice. Also, since Thanksgiving's come up, wear your mask, wash your hands, stay away from people. Don't eat turkey. Yeah, don't eat turkey. It's bad.
0: Treat yourself be, right. Be smart. And be smart. Don't go see family. If you are, you're dumb.
1: Yeah, I mean gatherings are yikes. Don't don't do that. Thumbs down. Yeah. I wanna have salmon, not turkey. Treat yourself. Yeah.